I'm Alex Melia, and this is Our Voices on Role Models, the podcast that provides a platform for real people to share their untold stories. In this series, we hear stories about finding guidance in the most unlikely places. If you enjoyed these episodes, share them with the people in your life. Let's get into today's episode. He just, he nodded. He nodded in my direction and I just, I was beside myself. I, did, I didn't go over, but he nodded. I, I, I think he knew. He knew I'd done well. Several years ago, Esther Ferrant was standing at the front of a classroom teaching maths. We were doing some uh, long division, which <laughs> I'm sure many people would think, why? <laughs> it was the last lesson of the week. The kids were tired and wanted to go home. There was one boy, Kareem. He was usually a really calm fellow. He's really quite, you know, polite, respectful. And, and I could see this frustration um, when we were going through some answers. And he just, he stood up and his chair pushed back. And he, I can't do it, you know, he just... I can't. And I heard that word, I can't. And I thought, oh, that looks familiar. (laughs) Esther knew that feeling all too well. She went home from school that day, thinking back to many years ago. It was then I went home and I I thought of Mr Bond. Back in her own student days, Esther went to an all-girls high school in rural Hertfordshire. It had a good reputation in the local area. I'm one of the privileged young people that really enjoyed school. It ticked all my boxes of uh, external validation and achievements and grades. And it really was an area I thrived in. Um, And I just wanted to push harder and do better. And I studied hard and I, I did lots of extracurricular activities and played instruments and joined netball teams and, uh, you know, school councils and all that jazz. Esther was a grade A student. Her report cards were full of dazzling praise from teachers and high scores. She was in the top set for every class, except for one, maths. For me, it felt like mathematics was this insurmountable obstacle, this this one factor that I just, it was like the black spot on my school career, you know. And we're not talking anything um, diagnosable or anything. I was just, I had it in my head, I was bad at maths. And so I was. Back in primary school, Esther had photographically memorised the times tables instead of actually learning how to multiply. She just couldn't wrap her head round it. So this top student who prided herself on glowing report cards and being top of the class was relegated to the lower maths class. It just was like these sort of 30 teenage girls who um, most of them would rather have been talking about the boys down at the boys' school and, and what they're going to go buy down at Boots after school than, than think about trains leaving stations and, and, and what's the area of this circle. <laughs> Esther did want to learn, but the subject was such a hurdle. Maths really, it brought out the worst in me and I just, I get frustrated and I just, unlike in other things in my life, I felt like giving up. I just felt like this is never going to happen for me. I'm not going to be good at maths. That's just, you know, finite, fixed mindset, that's it. Luckily for Esther and the rest of the girls, the teacher of this class was Mr Bond. The name Mr Bond, I mean, not surprised that I remember it. That probably paints a very different picture in your mind of of who Mr Bond was. He was always a a very kind gentleman, but he was a softly spoken man, um, very smartly turned out, always wore this suit, although that wasn't a requirement at the school. Mr Bond always wore tan trousers and a sharp blue blazer. Looking very 
dapper, you know, full head of, of white hair and probably wasn't as old as I thought. But you know, when you're young, you think someone with grey hair, they must be ancient. <laughs> Poor fellow probably wasn't that old. He could see that despite her frustration, Esther wanted to get better. What really struck was that Miss Bond really recognised a sort of duck out of water where I was concerned a little bit. Like he could see that I, I was a hard worker. I wanted to do well. He figured out that Esther could manage the actual calculations. She just got tripped up by the way the exam questions were phrased. It's always presented as this like problem, this puzzle. They're not just asking you to put um, a calculation or an equation together. They're asking you to solve a, a puzzle and, and work out what is it they actually are asking me. But when it was explained to me what I needed to put in for the calculation, it made sense to me and I could do it. Still, maths class was the last lesson of the day. The girls were unruly, distracted. In general, it was a chaotic time. I wanted to miss that lesson so badly, not just because I didn't like maths, just I felt like a waste of time. I just felt like, how am I going to get any learning done in this space? And um, I think Mr Bond thought so too. So Mr Bond said he would offer lunchtime maths sessions in the run-up to the GCSE exams. He told Esther she should come along. What he was doing is he was giving up his whole lunch break um, to sit down and work through exam questions and coach us. Um, and I was the only one that turned up. Together they tackled algebra and long division. They puzzled through areas and distances and circumferences. Slowly but surely, Esther's approach changed. Mr Bond had really helped me to recognise that instead of seeing maths of this huge insurmountable challenge, that it is something that I could break. It's something I could face head on and, and take on the challenge rather than keep carrying away from it and hiding from it and pretending to people that, yeah, no, I'm really good in school and just not mentioning that sort of black mark that was my maths grades. And I think what changed was instead of hiding from it and letting this embarrassment dominate, I faced it head on. And that was Mr Bond's sort of patient and calm approach to just working through the problem. Eventually, she got to the point where she was ready for the exam. She wasn't afraid anymore. During the last lunchtime session, Mr Bond set Esther one last challenge. One of those long answer questions with those multiple sections, A to D, you know, scoring highly. If you get one wrong at the beginning, you're going to get them all wrong. And he presented me with this, this question. He said, all right, this is, this is you now. I'm not going to help you with this one. And we've been coming a long way. And it's like that standing on a precipice feeling a little bit. But I would plunge into that exam question with a totally different attitude. She filled out the test exam question and handed it back to Mr Bond. And he sit there quietly for a minute and he's, he's looking across it. I remember that feeling of like, well, this is it now. I kind of, if I haven't got it now, I ain't getting it. <laughs> and he hands back the paper and I think, okay, then well, what did I do wrong? <laughs> what bed did I go wrong this time? And he said, Esther, that's exactly right. That's a top mark question. You've just, you've just completed that question to the highest standard. Esther only saw Mr Bond once more when she went to collect her GCSE results at the school. There we are. Um, we're in the car. My, my mother's agreed to drive us because I think I was too excited to probably put one foot in front of the other. Anxiety and excitement and goodness knows what emotions flying around. They arrived at the school. It was a bright sunny day in late summer. A row of tables had been set up in the reception area 
Students and a few teachers milled around, waiting in anticipation. I think I had tunnel vision. I was just focused on those brown envelopes, that big stack of brown envelopes. I remember being handed this brown envelope with my name on it, big A4 thing. And it's open on the top, so you don't have to like fiddle around opening it. You think, oh, you know, someone already opened it. But you slide them out and, and you've got this big wadge of papers in there, the certificates and, and so on, like sort of the accreditation from different exam boards. And there's a front cover sheet. Esther quickly scanned the page, her eyes jumping immediately to the grades. I'm looking for the C, the C basically, to see that I've passed maths. I couldn't see it. And I thought, oh, uh, and I, I looked down again and... In my head, it feels like it took forever, but it was probably a matter of moments. But there I am looking and I thought, in my head I thought, oh, they haven't marked my maths exam, you know, it's not on here. The reason I hadn't seen it is I, I got an A. I got an A in mathematics. It was unbelievably, unbelievably wildly beyond anything I was expecting. I thought I was gonna be scraping my way through with a C. And I guess it's just a testament to what perseverance and a change of mindset can do. I'm not going to claim by any stretch that I was suddenly some miraculous whiz at mathematics. That was hard work graft and a lot of patience from a very committed teacher. But that day, I, I was just shaking. Esther was delighted, thrilled. Her mum gave her a big hug. Then, over her mum's shoulder, she saw Mr Bond, standing quietly on the other side of the room. Same suit as ever, and he just, he nodded. He nodded in my direction, and I just, I was beside myself. I, did, I didn't go over, but he nodded. I, I, I think he knew. He knew I'd done well, um, and he knew it was, it had been a long journey. You know, he, he always had this very gentle disposition, you know, sort of like this half smile on his face. It was nothing more than a head tilt, but a lot passed between Esther and Mr Bond in that moment. The hours and hours he had spent just hauling me through, sometimes kicking and screaming, sometimes quietly resilient to it. Uh, but it was it was a long journey. And, and I realise now it had very little to do with my ability in maths. It had to do with someone equipping me with the knowledge that I can, that with enough perseverance and commitment, you can do something that you initially thought was impossible. Esther's friends came over in a flurry of excitement and adrenaline. I always look back on that day. Um, it's always tinged with a slight regret of, I just wish I'd gone over. I mean, he'd nodded, he'd acknowledged it, but I look back now and maybe I just didn't appreciate it at the time of how much he had given in his time and his expertise towards that journey, towards that achievement, but more importantly, towards my change of mindset. It's really resonated with me um, later in life with my approach to challenges and being able to overcome things that initially seem like, oh, I can't do it. And I think it's that that has made me so vehemently uh, an advocate for the growth mindset now uh, in instructing or teaching or any element. You know, the word yet is a really powerful one. <laughs> I can't do it yet. Esther went on to become a biology teacher 
something she wouldn't have been able to do if she hadn't got a passing grade in maths. Funnily enough, as a science teacher, I actually got given some hours uh, covering some of the maths curriculum with the lower set. <laughs> and I remember smiling, thinking, oh, if Mr Bond can see me now, <laughs> maybe he'd laugh or maybe he'd think, yeah, I, I knew you could. It was especially during that difficult time with a young student when Mr Bond's approach came back to Esther. Esther could see that Kareem was really irritated by maths, like she'd been. It was then I went home and I, I thought of Mr Bond and I thought he saw that same thing in me. He saw someone who wanted to do well and just created this block. And it was from there that I sort of, I spoke to Kareem and I said, look, you've got your GCSEs coming up next year. You're going to be starting your, your GCSE study and you can do this. Esther helped Kareem see that with practice, he would be able to work through the problems. And it was that memory of, of Mr Bond changing that for me and taking the time and patience to do so. And it really made me a better teacher. Esther later left teaching to become a diving instructor. You'd have people coming in thinking, I can't do this. You know, maybe they'd struggled with a skill a couple of times. Maybe it's mass flooding or, or, or equipment removal or something. And... Sometimes you can see it almost physically in somebody's body, you know, when they've decided, I can't do this. And it's it's a dangerous and a powerful thing, that sort of that fear and that self-assessment self, uh, of decision-making, like, I can't do it, that self-fulfilling prophecy. And being able to pinpoint that and and really tap into it and change that is is what's really, I think, made an impact on me as an instructor and a teacher. Listening to Esther's story powerfully demonstrates the importance of having positive role models in our lives. The value of Mr Bond's commitment and sacrifice was not limited to Esther's passing of her maths exam. His efforts and encouragement showed her what at first seems impossible can eventually be achieved. Mr Bond's influence has obviously had a profound impact on Esther's mindset and her career choices. Esther learned the value of having somebody else see the ability that she couldn't see in herself. This was a lesson that she drew from in order to help her own student Kareem. She was able to help him see that just because he couldn't do something now, that didn't mean he wouldn't be able to do it in the future. In maths, just as is often the case in life, there are rarely unsolvable problems, just problems which require a different approach. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to keep in touch with the show, and be the first to find out what's coming up next, go to our website, www.ourvoicespodcast.com. And if you haven't already, give us a quick follow in your favourite podcast app. See you for another incredible story next week.